0: I'm
1: who should win the american league mvp that's the theme of today's show as daily dingers is back for thursday september 23rd i'm steve armado back again with my guy steve inman steve welcome back how are we doing today
0: steve i'm doing great i'm fired up talk about a little al mvp we don't agree on this we usually agree on a lot of things we are very far apart on this one
1: well, we're not very far apart but we're, but we're not in agreement i like I'm going to preface this by saying I'm just going to kick my bias to the side here because I have a plus 3,500 futures bet on Otani to win the MVP, but I'm kicking that to the side because I think it should be Vlad if the Angels, the Angels, if the Blue Jays make the playoffs, I do think it should be Vlad, but I, I know we're in disagreement. Before we begin, okay, so do we want to do, do we want to compare numbers or do we want to just start with, you're starting with Otani?
0: let me just start with this i mean the idea that vladdy got back into this race he definitely deserved it right but he got back into this race because one the blue days are surging and two because of the thought that he could win the triple crown the triple crown thing to me is over he's 10 rbi behind salvi perez right now with a week to go in the season nine days to go in the season so it's possible he could pass salvi but i don't see that and without that triple crown to me he does not have that wow factor that Otani has where he's the first two way star in a hundred years. I think the symbol is that.
1: I, so I don't, I don't care about the two way star in 100 years. Amazing. Like, great I, for I, I know it's amazing and it's great for baseball, but like Vlad's got like, if we compare be- hitting stats, right. Vlad's got better numbers. Like he's, he's hitting sure. like seven, yes. he's hitting 70 points higher. He's got more RBI. He's got a much higher OPS. I mean, Otani's pitching stats. He's three two eight ERA. He's only got one hundred twenty three in a third innings pitch. One hundred forty six strikeouts is is great, and a one one WHIP is great. But like he's not in the Cy Young. If he was in the side, young race, he I would be like. Face. If he was in the Cy young race, I would be like just give it to him. Like it doesn't matter. It's it's fine. Here's I got a couple. So I have a couple things. I'm gonna start with this one, okay? And then you could you give a sure. rebuttal here. here. My first issue is most people want to use war to talk about Otani here, right? And how valuable he is. Like, we know he's valuable. But then, so the thing with analytics, which every analytics person says is, the lineup that you play in does not matter. The lineup doesn't matter. Where you're hitting the lineup doesn't matter. Which I think people- is
0: nonsense, but go on.
1: Right, but when they're talking about MVP, all of a sudden, they want to bring up how Vlad plays in a better lineup. So which one is it? Does the lineup matter or does it not matter? Which which one? It, is
0: it It clearly matters. I mean, you have better pitches to hit. You know, if if you swapped Vladi and Otani, right? Why would I pitch to Vlad in an Angels lineup with Rendon having a down year, Trout not around? You know, who are you going to? Like, you'd rather not pitch those. So, I understand what you're saying. I've never disagreed with that.
1: Right. So, but I'm saying, the voters and the ana- the big analytical people, they can't use that argument because. Analytics is all based on that. That doesn't matter. But now they want to say all of a sudden it matters in this situation. So you can't have it both ways in terms of the voting. Okay. That's one. Okay. And then two is Vlad. Look, Vlad's surged in the middle of a playoff race. Right. Like we could agree. He's not getting the triple crown unless he does something crazy with RBIs in the next few days, whatever. But he surged in the middle of a playoff race And Otani's kind of just leveled off since the all-star break. Right. Would you disagree? I don't know
0: if you'd say he'd leveled off. He definitely had a better first half than second half. Um, The way I look at it is like, if you rated forget war, but like, let's just go with my own made up stat right now, where I said Vlad had a 10 out of 10 hitting year. Like he was the best hitter in probably both leagues. Right. And I would say, you know, out of that one, the 10 scale, 10 being highest. Otani had an eight hitting year and a seven or eight pitching year. And that seems very like, you can't argue with that, but the thing is he's one player and he did it together. So you put those two numbers together and he easily to me beats Vladdy for that reason. Just, we, we haven't seen this. And I don't think we'll see this again for a while. And he's a very brittle player in his career, other than this year. And so like, there's a very decent chance that we never see this again from him or anybody else. Whereas, Vlad's is having a monster season. We could see this from him five, six, seven more times in his career, as well as plenty of other guys. Well, yeah, we, I think we will see it. The rarity to me is why I'm giving it to Otani. And I've never really cared about, oh, your team's in it, your team's out of it because one player does not change a team. They just don't.
1: No, but if a player was going to change a team, wouldn't it be the guy who pitches and hits?
0: But like, that's what I'm saying. Like one, even two guys like that, like can't change a team. It's just too much of a team sport, unfortunately. And to me, if their numbers were exactly even, and they were both just hitters, right? Like I would go, all right, tiebreaker, who's on the winning team. And then you go Vladdy. But to me, it's just like, that's a tiebreaker to me. It should not be an overwhelming factor because, you know, Vladdy didn't choose for you know, his team to have Bo Bichette and Teoscar Hernandez and this great pitching staff, you know, just like Otani didn't choose for his team to just always get hurt, never have any pitching and continue to never have a a bullpen either. So, all
1: right. So, so then what, what precedent are are we setting here? Right. Are we setting an unprecedented season, but are we setting a precedent that you could have an absolutely monster season and be the best hitter in your league but if you don't pitch you're not going to get the mvp
0: yes if if you are having a monster triple crown s season and there's another season in your league that's having a babe ruth like season you're not going to win the mvp that's how i see it and maybe you know in the, the year 2020 you know 2220 like 100 years from now right this could happen again but I don't really see this being a thing that's consistent year after year because, for one, it's just so hard to do this, and two, you know, we've only seen you know two, three, four guys in the last twenty-five years even attempt to be two-way guys. The only one who even had any success is Otani.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, and also like I don't want people to think I'm like trashing Otani here. I know he's great. You bet on him.
0: We, we know. You bet, think yeah, he like goes. I
1: like I bet I bet on him before the season started, and now, but also. Like I know you're saying, the team thing doesn't really matter as much. You don't like a tiebreaker, it. but I, the thing do. is, like, but the thing is, like, here's the thing. My my thing is usually, usually, most of the time, like, I feel like an MVP award can also go to a guy who takes a a good team and makes them a great team, because it, let's not let's not sugarcoat this, okay? If you take Vlad's numbers out of the Blue Jays lineup. They're probably an eighty-four win team. I know the rest of those guys are good, but without him in there, that changes the whole lineup. I know yeah. they have pitch. I know they have pitching and everything, but without him, they're probably like eighty-four wins, maybe. Yeah, I think that's fair. And again,
0: like Vladdy has, and he's just an done incredible it. year.
1: I just think he's done it when his teams. I, he has played his best when his
0: team has been surging. So and look, that's, I, that's why I think this is even a race to begin with. Because if he did this in April and May. I don't think we'd be talking about this. I think we'd be like, Oh, like Vladi had a pretty good year or no. a very great year, you know, no. but because he's doing this at the right time, that's why this is a debate. This is why it is a race. Just like, you know, we had a, a show about a month ago where I said, Bryce Harper could steal this MVP, especially with Tatis hurt and trying to learn the outfield and all these crazy things. Now he's surging and we're talking about how he could steal the MVP from Tatis. You know, it's just, it's, you know i get it the writers are definitely going to look at what happened recently because it's just in their minds more and i think Vladdy can very well steal this mvp i just think what we're seeing from otani is just so special that it shouldn't be dismissed
1: well oh no it shouldn't be dismissed but also i the the sports books definitely don't think vlad's going to win it i mean so right now otani's at minus 2500 and vlad's at plus 750
0: i mean the the, the books this is locked up let, if, honestly, it's it's locked up. I don't know but, if it's locked up though, because like we still have nine, ten games left. And if Vlad like, would he have goes to like do... two for like thirty-five, and he finishes hitting two forty-five on the air, Like that's going to be tough to give him MVP for that.
1: Vlad's going to have to. Vlad is going to have to have a monster final ten games yeah. to get it,
0: which he very he, well
1: could. He could, but I'm, but I just think he's going to what do you think he's he's gonna probably need to what 10 games left he's probably gonna need to like hit five home runs drive in like 12 and, Very hit, well and hit like 400 in the final 10 which he can
0: and you know but, and you know what though like this is probably to me this is otani's award and let let Vladdy go s- take world series mvp i think he'd rather have that anyway he probably would um I mean, anybody probably would probably would now them getting there is
1: the thing, but I
0: think they very well could. They're a dangerous team, great pitching, great lineup. Uh, That bullpen is uh, not so good, but at the same time, maybe they can get away with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, they might be able to the AL to me, the AL like, there's not, I know everybody's talking about the Rays is the best team in the AL, but we talked yesterday. Like if you take away the wins against the Orioles, it's like a three game difference between them and the rest of the AL East. So I, I, I know they're good, but I'm saying they're a little bit fraudulent. I don't think they are clear-cut the best team in the AL. I think anybody in the AL can can
0: win it. It's crazy. I mean, we're going off a tangent for a second, but like the Rays with Snell, Glasnow, Morton last year in the World Series, right? They don't have any of those guys now. And the, the idea that they're still in first place, they clinched already. It's just crazy what they're able to do. No excuses ever. They just find the next man up, and it seems to always work.
1: Yeah, it's been works. Listen, there's no doubt it works in the regular season. So, I think a big part of them getting to that World Series last year was they had, what would you say, Glasnow, Snell, Gordon, in the in the playoffs. It's a big. That's a big Big difference.
0: That's that's I don't think they're going to do it again. That's That's why I think Toronto can do it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Toronto's got a better starting staff.
0: Yeah, it's not even close.
1: Right. So, all right, let's go into today. That was nice little. Nice little run there for us. Let's go into our best bets for today. Um, look, I am personally four and one on the week. Um, you know, I got rained out yesterday on my one of my bets, but we won the other one. Twins money line. Um, I think you hit. You uh, did you go one and one yesterday? I went
0: one and on one. The Nerfie uh, winded up getting rained out too. So there, you go. there was a
1: lot of rainouts yesterday. There's like three or four. Detroit. I think, Detroit. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of
0: rainouts yesterday. All
1: right. So now today, what are we looking at? Best bets today's like a. Today's like there's a couple double headers. There's like some bad pitching. So, what, what are you looking at?
0: So, I'm starting with the Cardinals, who are an 11 game win streak, and they're in Milwaukee this afternoon. Adam Wainwright, who's been their best guy, versus Adrian Hauser, who's been up and down this year. He had a pretty good start against, you know, the Cardinals last time out. But how is this plus money? This is plus 100 on DraftKings right now. A team with an 11 game win streak with their best pitcher on the mound. I don't understand it. They beat up on the Brewers last night. Let's go with the Cardinals plus 100.
1: All right. So I'm going to skip my best bet and go to my underdog because my underdog is Cardinals first five money line here. So I, I I agree with you. It sounds a little bit crazy. Like they've won 11 in a row and they're plus a hundred, they're plus a hundred with Wainwright. Um, they're playing against Doogie Hauser's brother. Um, like he came down to earth his last start. He got shelled by the Cubs. He gave up five, five runs, four earned and four innings, seven hits. And like, the Cardinals have a better lineup than the Cubs. I mean, that's I don't even think we need to debate that. So yeah. I, I just think I just also think the Brewers legitimately are besides teams that aren't in the playoffs, the Brewers are legitimately have nothing to play for. They have nothing to gain in anything. Like I said, haven't for
0: a long time. And Atlanta- it's really hard for them to flip that switch in two weeks for the playoffs because they've been so like on cruise control for so long now
1: right cuz these games don't matter like the 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 Braves aren't going to catch them and they can't catch the Dodgers or, or Giants so it do, it legit doesn't matter they're just getting ready for they are legitimately getting ready for the Braves in round 1 of the LDS that's all that they're doing so even if Hauser pitches well today he might only go like 5 yeah which i actually need him to go less than that because i have a first five on this but I don't, I just don't know. I just think the Cardinals, they could taste the playoffs. They're like right here. So like the first five is plus 105. I'm going, I'm going with them today. I'm just going, I think Wainwright's better than Hauser anyway. And I think they're a better hitting team actually. So I'm I'm, I'm going with that. So I, I, so I obviously skipped around a little bit. I did, we have, we're on the same team there, but who is your, uh, your underdog? And then I'll go to my best bet.
0: I'm going with the Giants minus one and a half runs at plus 145. Logan Webb on the mound. He's been fantastic this year. One of the best pitchers in baseball since May. He's facing you, Darvish, and the struggling San Diego team in San Diego. It's an important game for the Giants because a win gets them win number 100 on the year, which is pretty cool, right? And, you know, I think they're going to get this done. They play this afternoon. And uh, let's uh, let's go Giants minus one and a half plus 145 on DraftKings.
1: And the final nail in the coffin to the San Diego Padres yes. playoff hopes.
0: Um,
1: Yeah. I kind of, I'm starting to think Darvish was a sticky stuff guy. He hasn't been very good.
0: I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look at the numbers and see what's going on. But like the last couple years, he's just been walking everybody. And then last year he was like, all right, I'm going to stop walking everybody. And he had a great year. And now he's kind of just like, eh, I'm kind of back to where I was. So I don't know if if it's a sticky stuff guy. He just lost his control again. I mean, he throws so many different pitches. Like, sometimes.
1: Stick to to three, pal. Like, come
0: on. It's like sometimes paralysis by analysis, right? Like, just throwing your fifth best pitch in big spots can't be a good thing most often, you know?
1: No, agreed. Agreed. All right. So, yeah, I know. I do like that, though. I mean, Logan Webb's been with.
0: Fantastic. Dude, I don't even know what's going on over there. There's something in the water in San Francisco. It's weird because literally, like, so many random guys, like a Logan Webb, have taken a huge step back since the sticky stuff. And all of a sudden he's like, no, I'm actually going to be an ace now. And like it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It's the most giants or cardinals thing I've ever heard. Yeah, the giants make
1: no sense to me, but that's besides the point. All right. So here's my best bet. Astros, Angels, first five under four and a half. This is at minus one ten. You got McCullers for the Astros. You got Alex Cobb for the Angels. So A lot of people who haven't been paying attention probably think I'm crazy. Um, Alex Cobb's been one of the best pitchers in baseball since July. His July numbers were insane. 109 ERA, 24 and two-thirds innings, 21 strikeouts. First start, he got injured. First start back was on September 16th, picked up right where he left off. Five scoreless, two hits, five strikeouts. And I don't even need to tell you about McCullers on the other end. He's a stud. This lineup stinks outside of Otani. So first five, under four and a half, minus 110. That's my best bet.
0: Yeah, no, I like that a lot. And, you know, we've talked about it before. This Angels team is kind of like West Coast Mets, where it's like they get weird contributions from random guys, but it doesn't seem to make a difference. Alex Cobb has been great. I like the under here. The Astros lineup is very good, obviously, but I think, you know, Cobb can hold them down for a few innings like that. And And Alvarez isn't playing. And Alvarez isn't playing.
1: So here we go. Um, All right, that brings us to our daily
0: dinger. Who do you got? I'm going Nick Castellanos, plus 245 on DraftKings to Homer against Patrick Corbin and the Washington Nationals. The Nationals have just been awful. Corbin has had a really bad year. Castellanos, you know, he's always been a lefty killer. This year he's kind of mashing against both lefties and righties, OPS over 900 against both sides. I, I like him. He's having a fantastic year. He's going to finish it with an exclamation point here before he hits free agency. Do we uh, do we want the Mets to, to try and get him play the outfield? I think it's worth exploring for sure. Um, he's a guy who had a horrible year last year, but 2019 was great. And I'm kind of starting to think 2020 is a year we should just throw away. So you're talking about, you know, two really good years in the last couple of years. So I think that's definitely a guy to explore.
1: Yeah. I don't, yeah, I agree. Um, they, they need another bat.
0: And they need another righty bat too. I think that would be yeah. important. And I, we'll see. Cause like, he's really not a great outfielder and like for them kind of hiding Nimo in center, it yeah. kind of makes sense. If you're going to do that, you're going to get rid of Conforto. You put Nimmo in a corner, Cassiano's in another corner, and then you go find Starling Marte, give him a three-year deal. You have a brand new outfield. Um, but I think that makes a lot of sense. And uh, I don't think he's going to break the bank because people don't really trust him that much based on the year he had last year.
1: Yeah. I agree with that actually a lot. Um, all right, here we go. I'm going with uh George Springer plus 320. He's got some like ridiculous numbers against Michael Pineda for his career. He's 10 for 25 with three doubles and three home runs. And this is a spot where it's a large enough sample sample size where I could confidently say like Springer owns him. So, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take the plus 320 juice. I'm not going to hesitate and, you know, I feel like the uh the Blue Jays, they know they need the game, so they're coming out ready to play and Springer's a big game player. So here we go. Let's see what we got.
0: We talked a lot about how the Blue Jays started surging. Vladdy got better as the year went on. But really the surge started when George Springer came back after missing the first half of the season. He has been fantastic for the Blue Jays this year. And despite missing that first half, he's been worth every penny since he came back. And I think that's a great pick today.
1: Imagine if the Mets would have just given him the extra year. That was the guy. That was the that was guy. The guy. Yeah. That was the guy. Even if he missed the first half of the season.
0: They wouldn't would, have fallen apart in the would, second half. It would not have. The way afforded. they did.
1: Right. Now he can hit lead off, He can hit fifth. He can
0: Although maybe, who knows? Maybe they misdiagnose him and he's out for the year and we're like, this guy's so injury prone, how can we assign him? That's me speaking negative for a second, but that's I'm gonna
1: thing. I'm yeah. going to err on the side that the Mets just
0: screwed this up and that's yeah. it. So, no, I think that's fair.
1: All right. Finally, we get to our Nerfie.
0: Um, What do you got? What do you like? So I'm picking the Mariners and the A's. It's Kikuchi and Chris Bassett. Bassett's back for the first time in about a month since he got hit in the head with a pitch. You never know how a guy's going to respond to that, but I I think he'll be good. He's had a great year, a breakout year for the A's, and uh, you can get that at minus 110 on DraftKings. And I don't really love either of these offenses. They're not bad offenses, Mariners and Oakland, but they're not – Guys who really scare me much, you know, you get past Matt Olsen, I think you're fine. So, Kakuchi, Bassett, A's, Mariners, uh no run first inning, minus 110.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, the, there wasn't the, a great the, option today. The Mariners offense is not
0: good. <laughs> no, I mean, like Hanniger's had a, a fine year. uh They have some kids coming up. Kalenik has really picked up his play in the last month. He's starting to figure it out, of course. And uh, there's not a lot there right now, though. But this is a team that could be pretty good in a couple of years, yeah. I it, they
1: can be. I just, I, I actually think that they've overachieved a lot. And yes, I think you know what, good for them because they're young and they're they might be a force coming up. So, yeah,
0: we'll it, see. A lot of it depends on how these young kids come up and, and thrive. You know, their top prospect Julio Rodriguez is supposed to be up. Sometime early next year as an outfielder. I think he people say he's like gonna be really good. And if Kalenic is as good as he's been in the last month, I think that's pretty good outfield play. Yeah, totally agree there.
1: Now, before we get out of here, bonus, bonus here. This is a bonus, okay, because it's Thursday and it's football season. Panthers, Texans, minus eight. Minus eight. Panthers are favored. Are you looking at anything in this game tonight?
0: Who's who's starting for the Texans? It's not going to be Davis Mills. Yeah, let's let's go with Carolina here. McCaffrey is is a beast, and they've done a really good job for my fantasy team where they're up big or they're down big, just giving him the ball regardless. Even though he's a running back, they just give him the ball anyway. And I think he'll eat tonight. He'll have his 200 yards from scrimmage, and they will win by double digits.
1: If he has 200 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns, I'm going to – do a happy dance because I have them fa- I have them on both my fantasy teams.
0: You got the number one pick in both leagues.
1: Yeah, that was actually weird, man. That's great. That was, that was weird. It's like completely random. I was just like, oh, all right. I guess I'm, ta- <laughs> I'm taking McCaffrey. Awesome. I didn't even I didn't even that's how much research I did before the season started. I didn't even really know how to call somebody and he's like, You have to take McCaffrey. I was like, Oh, okay. Right.
0: That's no, amazing.
1: Just no amazing. no idea. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at um possibly the uh Texans team total under 16 and a half.
0: Okay. I don't
1: know know if Davis Mills could get them two touchdowns and a field goal.
0: My only concern there is like, if this is a blowout, like I think it will be. And the Panthers are like, all right, just like everybody come out, let them score whatever. And they can like steal a touchdown. Like at the end of the game, like the giants are really good at this where like they put up 20 points and you realize, Oh wait, they had eight for like three quarters, you know, and then they just score because the other team doesn't care. Um, That's my only concern. So there's a way to hedge it like first half or first three quarters. I don't know how that works. But no, like- if you
1: do it, if you do a same game parlay, you could do like an alternate, uh, total. Okay. So what I might do there is I'll go like, I'll go over, I'll go under 24 and a half points. If, okay. they, score 20, if they score more than 24 points tonight, I mean, I'll
0: shame on Carolina. Shame yeah. On. I mean,
1: they just didn't play. Yeah. Or they didn't show up. So I'll do that. And then I'll just parlay it with, Something else, and okay. we'll see if we can get some good odds. I don't know what I'm going to do there. We'll we'll see. Maybe I just don't do anything. You know, we'll we'll figure it out. Um. All right, everyone. Steve, thank you for joining me. Um. Will you be back for Parlay Friday tomorrow?
0: Yeah, if you'll have me, I'll be here.
1: Yeah. All right. So we're doing Parlay Friday tomorrow. Great. Um. Listen, I'm just warning you. Parlay Friday lately has been a little insane. Yes. We're mixing in some college football, and with, we've been mixing in, obviously the baseball, but then college football and some NFL. We hit. We hit a plus 1973 parlay
0: yep, two weeks ago. That.
1: Yeah. Yep. So so we've actually hit a couple things. So it's,
0: it's going to no be No pressure, fun. but pressure.
1: Got it. No no pressure, but you got to hit at least one. All right, so. All right, everyone. Don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything our affiliates have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe to Daily Dingers on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. That was your AL MVP debate and your best bets for Thursday, September 23rd. For Steve Inman, I'm Steve Armato. We will see you tomorrow.